Hello there. Let's have a reunion. There she is. The Mandalorian's in the The house. Mandalorian. (laughs) What's up? Hey, guys. How are you? What's happening? Yes, good. Thanks for coming back on. Excited to be back rocking rocking my my Grogu today. Oh, yeah. That's the good baby. This is the way. This is the way. Bad baby. No squeezy. No squeezy. What does the no squeezy mean? Oh, wait, because Grogu squeezes him. Yeah. Yeah. He squeezes the little Anzillions. That was by far my favorite callback. Yeah. Yeah. I love that little guy. I don't know why. Just the way he climbs down. I just want one. Yeah. Somebody steal one for me. Yeah. Anyone, you will be my new best friend forever. Maybe you can steal one from the theme park or something. Yeah. Can you imagine the alarms that would go off at Disney? You're gonna have right. to put that back. We're gonna like, put I'm like, let me get ride some rides and stuff first, and then maybe towards the end of my Do day. Last. <laughs> I wonder if Disney has a jail like that, like casinos, right? Where they have Goofy that just kind of lumped you up in this holding cell when you start trying to rig the games. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cutting like, in those fast pass lines. Theme park like police, like. <laughs> right. That's so funny. That would be great. So. But Amanda, thank you for coming on. So we're so you and I have the job of basically pitching Jesse and Mario and everything that went down. And you were even Ooh. more ahead of the game than me. Like I woke up for a big drop and I'm like, whoa, did you already see this? And you're like, yeah, that's like one of three and start firing off all the stuff I messed in my sleep. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. So this all happened early yeah. in the morning. Yeah, yeah because it was in London. It did. Yeah, oh, it was right. in London. Yes. That's right. So I tried to jump on ahead so people because spoilers go so fast. Twitter mm-hmm. is fast. It's so fast. And I think I had one spoiler before I even as I was waking up, I'm like, wait, what? You know? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> so I always try to I have to try to get ahead of the game. Yeah, and you and, did uh, you and, did a really good job. And it was four days and I just you know, you can just let it ride. I was under the impression oh, that they were not going to be streaming a lot of the panels, but they pretty much stream most of the panels too, right? They, they streamed, I think, all of the big celebrity panels. Yeah. Like the big, you know, kind of the, the anybody, I think, like, you know, big name they streamed. But the, I, I was surprised at the number of, of shows or panels that they streamed, with maybe backstage, like production people, yeah. um, directors, you know, I, some of the stuff like behind the scenes stuff, I, uh, I, I was really surprised at. So I was happy with it. I was very happy. I probably was it. not very productive at work. <laughs> I wish That's I was why we're there. like a couple of <laughs> multiple screens, right? Like I'm working. Don't exactly. Look at screen. Who is? It? That's what I did. I was like, don't worry about that. It's just listening for me to focus. <laughs> Who was like invited to this thing? This big event, bro. Everybody, it, like everybody, everybody. Was, like, was it like all the OGs were there? And oh yeah. man, they had. I mean, in the past, they've had like Harrison Ford was. I don't think he was there at this time. He was there last, the last celebration. He was at the last but one, yeah. wow. He was the last one, but they had Ian McGregor, Hayden Christensen, um, of course, Carl Weathers was back. Damn. Uh, the um, uh, Bo Katan, of course, Rosario Dawson. Oh, Rosario Dawson. Um, they ha- it's like the Star yeah. Wars royalty. Yeah, exactly. It's like it is. You're in the club. Uh, Warwick Davis was back too. Warwick so Davis is nice always going to be there, and wow. I love. Yeah, him. It feels I know. So I love still it. trying to get Willow Two go- going. <laughs> you are great. This was their. This was the Star Wars WrestleMania in London, and it very much had, especially that main stage. It had that circle ring, and it just had the 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 best of the best as far as like the fans. There was no Star Wars hate going on there. Like everybody was super excited, and everybody got a Road Warrior pop when they came out, which is very cool. But movies, 
TV series, streaming, books. It kind of hit it all. Jesse, actually, while they were there, they released some Star Wars lo-fi music, too. So that's on Spotify as well. So you might have to go catch that vibe. Star Wars lo-fi music? What do you mean? Yeah. They just have a new playlist of... Uh, yeah. I don't know if you listened to it yet, but it's all like Star Wars inspired, mm. kind of like lo-fi. That sounds awesome. If yeah. it's half as good as the Star Wars Cantina disco version, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> that would be more of the hi-fi than the lo-fi. You're going to want to go out there and start clubbing when you hear the, the hi-fi. They recorded it on a four track. <laughs> yeah, just little demos. <laughs> That sounds cool, though. It was very cool. Four days. And I felt like in London, I was like, man, shit, like as the... It was definitely one of those sh- events that you're like, should I have just gone? It's only in London. Like, it's not like it's just a transatlantic. How do you go? How do you get an invite? You know, <laughs> you know now you're going to have to save up for yeah, 2025. Yeah. I yeah. Heard how that. do you go to that? Can you like, just buy a ticket? You can. Oh, wow. Okay. You, you just, can. It's got to be pricey. But you got to. Uh, the, the actual three day passes aren't horrible, as horrible as I thought they were going to be. Um, <laughs> I'm sure the VIP, I didn't look at the VIP packages and stuff, but I mean, you're going to have to fly to Japan. Yeah, that's right. It's going to Japan. We're going. (laughs) That's the flight. We're all going. We're taking the show. I'm like, we got two years, guys. We got two years. Start saving now. Yeah. We all save a dollar. You know, just ask for donations on this show to get us there. We're going to set it up for the super chats and all that. Yeah, go fund us. Send Uh, us to Japan. Everyone. Everyone's cash app. Y'all have a cash app. That's right. Just start putting some scan across there. <laughs> yeah, they can see how close we're getting to it. Be like, we're almost, I'm almost there. Like a telephone. Like $1,000 away. Come on. Yeah, I think they're really going to bring it in Japan. I think the fans mm. there are going to really eat that up. That's going to so be insane. Yeah, that's going to be really fun that's to watch. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be. It's two years away. I thought it was an. For some reason, I thought celebration was annual, but I guess it's uh, semi annual or every other year. Well, yeah. I thought it was annual as well. And so I don't know if maybe it's budget, perhaps, or maybe they're just waiting for this content to air. Right. And have more, you know, have more to talk about. Mm. I think they, I think they threw all the big. But they threw all the apples they had in the basket, I think, out at this one. They really so did. let. Yeah. Do you all know like when that's happening in like in that time? Or? Yeah, April, uh, right? Yes. April 2025. A- April 2025. April 18th through the 20th, 2025. That's right. a nice time 18th, to be in Japan. Yeah. Spring break. Spring. And like is it <laughs> is it the same over there like their spring? I, I think so, but that, they have all the cherry all the like, cherry blossoms. Cherry blossoms, right? Yeah. I mean, it could be a sick trip. I think that I, I think I'm going to do it, guys. That's my hope. I'm yeah. going to try to do it. I mean, and you're such a huge <laughs> fan of anime, too. Like, there's no way you're not going to be able to make a, a huge trip out of this. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. I got a, I got a cosplay in Japan. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a, that's a bingo card. That is definitely a bucket list. You've got to punch that. you got to yeah. punch that. <laughs> yeah, you, you'd be a star there. Cool. So, Amanda, you got some notes. So let's, so, let's start, like you said, let's start with the trailers. I like that, that plan. Uh, let's just do a rundown of the trailers they dropped, and then we'll just pitch them to you guys one at a time. I'm excited. Yes. All right. I, well, I, I want to say the for obviously the big the the first trailer, the big one was the Ahsoka trailer. Yeah. I think I want to say that dropped first. Internet. Um, which we are getting. Yes. Looked amazing. I, it still. Oh, yeah. I, I probably play that way more than I should. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be sick. I love that uh, the girl's uh, character or like. Who's the actress in the Rosario That's Dawson? Rosario Dawson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's yeah. she's yes, yes, she's great. 
Yeah, no, she was a fan casting too. I thought I remember she was when really. Yeah, when when the talk about Ahsoka going live action happened, everyone was like, "Please, please, 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 cast Rosario Dawson." Yeah, wow. and she nailed it, and she really did, and she no no regrets. She's got those eyes. She's like, "I'm a badass." Yeah, no, everything about yeah. her is perfect. And then just seeing her, it was a there was a great photo that was floating around out there of her and Ashley pointing at each other oh yeah that was so good and they were doing the spider-man meme mm. and it was good and there was actually an interview because everyone was there was a few people that wanted to book ashley in that role who does the voice in the animation mm-hmm. and like what did you do when you first saw rosario and then they just kind of ran up and like hugged each other and like oh that's awesome you love to see like the you hear about the professional jealousy in the pet and there was like there was none of that there nice. you can tell there was just like yeah respect fans love of the brand it was awesome to see sweet yeah, yeah. I, well, and even um, you got to see like a James Arnold Taylor who voices Kenobi in the Clone Wars, and Ewan McGregor taking a picture, and I was like, oh, with him, yeah. My life is safe too. <laughs> I was like Kenobi's in one picture. All the Kenobi's. and I want to say Matt Lantern, and they got all the Anakin's because they had a oh, Hayden Christensen right. and then Matt Lantern too. I was like, this, this is. This is right here, guys. This is just going to be my screensaver for a hot minute. Oh, yeah, I knew <laughs> you definitely had to be feeling it. I was feeling it when they had during the uh, Clone Wars uh, 15-year anniversary panel. And they all just started, like, getting into character and then throwing lines at each other. And you're just, like, drinking it in, man. Just drink it in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so as I said, I'm hearing August 24th, 2023. But it's sometime August 2023 that we're getting ahsoka it's gonna be here before um, we know it. i know and then uh skeleton crew skeleton. also dropped and that's that's the jude law uh the jude law show coming up what is skeleton um, supposed crew? To be, yeah what's that so it's supposed to be like the Go- a goonies version uh oh, in, okay. taking place in the star wars so you have kids and you know kind of being i'm assuming that there may be there may be jedi or younglings but it's, it's kind of hard to tell. They didn't release too, too many details at this point, but all I know is that Jude Law is a Jedi, which was surprising yeah. cool. to me. He's a Jedi. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's so awesome. Sounds yeah. like Stranger Things. <laughs> that's what I think. The, the Stranger Wars. Oh, I think that's what they marketed as. It was like a, like a Stranger Things slash, you know, the Goonies kind of vibe for this show. That sounds and there's a little cool. Max Rebo. There's a little <laughs> nice. kid that looks like Max <laughs> yes, Rebo, guys. Right. <laughs> right on. Let's see what happens. He definitely survived. I mean, I definitely strange. feel like um, that'd be cool to tap into some of the like younger kids, like Jedi stuff. Because, I mean, those kids probably had to go through a lot. Oh, I mean, yeah. Damn. One, one of those uh, young Jedis will have a star uh, Jaws poster on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't see any, uh-huh. like, I know they did show the tra- like uh, the trailer there, and usually you can go online pretty quick and you can see uh, somebody filmed it on their phone, but I didn't even get to see a version They took them down fast. Yeah, they were going they took down, it down really fast. There was, fast. There was one account that had Andor. I got to see Andor when it leaked. Uh, they, I got to, and now I think that one's out. Is that one out now? Andor? No, not can yet. You find nope. it on- not yet? Not okay, yet. Okay, so I saw the bootleg. I saw that bootleg. I saw Skeleton Crew. Uh, Tales of the Jedi. They I think I saw almost it. all of them. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> and then they were gone. <laughs> they were gone. Um, I only saw the Andor one. I did not get to see the skeleton crew because, again, I don't really know the premise other than the kids are in it and then he's a Jedi. And I did read that 
Uh, we'll get into this about the Filoni movie, about tying this whole Mandoverse together, that this skeleton crew is going to be part of that as well. Am I wrong on that, Amanda? Did I read that? Oh, no, you're right. Okay. It's, it's, it's supposed, this and Ahsoka are supposed to be part of the Mandoverse. But yeah, from what I recall from the trailer, you, you see kids being almost like smuggled out. Mm. Um, and, and so there's a couple of other uh, people helping helping them get out, but they're tr- they get them to Jude Law, and then you see him as you know with a lightsaber and everything. I'm like, hey, wait a oh, minute, because <laughs> oh I thought he was I thought he was gonna be like a Han Solo type of roguish character, you know, kind of with that because he could. You see him play kind of or a villain. He told mm-hmm. I thought maybe yeah, he he'd be a villain, like right. Road to Perdition or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was yeah. so good in that one. Yeah. Yeah, Whoa. but then they show him as a Jedi, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm here for this. I'm intrigued. Man, I could see that though too, right? The Jedi thing, like, I, I mean, Jude Law, he's he's legit. He's been yeah, heartthrob. He's been a dark assassin. Jigolo Joe, yeah, you know, he's been around. <laughs> hey, Joe, what do you know? Yeah, he was great in that. I don't know. I mean, so does it look like? Is it possible that this is taking place around Order sixty six, and maybe these these are younglings that are getting smuggled out, kind of like what we saw with Grogu? in the Mandalorian this season? It didn't have that vibe. Okay. Um, From what I can recall seeing, I almost feel like it kind of gave me the, the sequel vibes, you know, how we ran into some of the the kids that were um, kind of enslaved in the one town that they go visit. Oh yes. That they got C-3PO fixed at or something. Oh yes. Um, So they had those kids like that little kid in the stable that had that had some force powers yes um so i want to say maybe mando time okay it might be running concurrently but again I, i'm not 100 percent sure but that's just based on what i saw in the bootleg yeah they kept it <laughs> i mean this one's been kept pretty secret cool yeah so that's supposed to be it towards the end of 2023 so we'll probably get it not too long after ahsoka which so, is only eight ahsoka is only eight episodes by the way and maybe that works again. What we're talking about, Mario, what you're talking about earlier, maybe that works the best. Maybe just keep more quality and shorter episodes. I mean, a shorter season. Season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And keep it all packed in. It's going to be really hard to not want to see more than one season of Soka, though. There's no way you're not going to want to just see one and done. Yeah. One I, and done. Do you think they'll, they'll yeah. probably do another one, though, one day? Maybe. <sighs> I mean, there's or so much this- of her story to tell. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, unless it ties into the, and again, we'll, we'll talk about it more with, with Filoni's movie, but I feel like we probably won't get a season two until the movie drops, or at least, you know, we'll get more, you know, about Ahsoka when the movie drops. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. My no, that makes sense. So you did. Yeah. What, and then you also had the, uh, is the accolade on your list? Uh, Yes, it is. Oh, gosh, that trailer was insane, you guys. They had the cast out. I, I honestly, other than Ahsoka, I feel like this is my number two um, most anticipated show because you get the Sith side of things. Right. Mm. And they had this, it's almost like a, the way it was pitched was like a frozen Kill Bill yeah. Frozen meets Kill Bill. Yeah, that's how it was pitched. Say what? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Frozen, oh. Frozen meets Kill Bill, guys. I got to watch Frozen now. Yeah, me too. I know. The and pink, is that Penguin? The trailer. Uh, that's the one with 
Rose is the one with uh, what's her name? The sisters, Anna, right? Elsa, the, Elsa, the sisters. Anna. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You're thinking icy. Yeah. I'm thinking icy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different icy cartoon. <laughs> They're all in an but, ice world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep... Yeah. The, the trailer, you guys. So there's one scene where, so it looks like the Sith, this is a, a, it takes place during the time when the Sith are nearly wiped out. So probably like old Republic, you know, kind of towards the end of all of that. Mm-hmm. And the Sith are trying to regroup. And the trailer shows this one scene where one of one Sith, of course, encounters a Jedi and they get into like a martial arts, like Kung Fu style fight. And it's insane. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm all about that. Yeah, I'm just I'm yeah. trying to. I'm in. The, the story is set <laughs> so, between yeah. the High Republic and the beginning of the prequels. Uh, it's got Carrie Ann Moss. I didn't know she was booked in that role, too. So we got some wire food coming, right? But for the most part, it's there's no. Uh, this again, this is going to be pretty standalone of something that we've never seen before. So Maybe. it's not animated? No, no, this is For live some reason, action. I thought that was going to be animated. No, that's live action as well. Wow. Wow. Like one of the characters, one of the characters that's, that's been cast, I want to say, I think it's Bernestra Rowe, which I want to I think is one of the character names. She's actually, if, if I'm correct, she's actually one of the characters in the current High Republic book series, right? So oh, okay. we're starting to get into the High Republic era of things. That's always exciting. But yeah, this trailer looked dope. I, I squealed and I was super sad when it got removed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there's I just I know you must have squealed that that whole rumor of the Keanu Reeves being in there. Uh, talking about Will Darth Raven Revan being there. And I know you're a fan of that. And then when I saw Carrie Ann Moss in there, I'm like, could maybe are they like buddies maybe <laughs> i was like is that really a possibility i know that was a rumor that was floating around for a while but totally unconfirmed but i like when they're going to do something like this where there's so much more like i feel like there's more mystery around the sith because the sith by their nature right there's more mystery to it so when they're going to start digging in and have a whole story <laughs> that's based in there it's so rich there's so much you know, world building and storytelling that they can, and introducing characters and mythology that we haven't really, we hear all the rules, you know, around the Jedi, but you only like the Sith, you, you know, the rule of two and really that's all you know about them. Yeah. You know, one to, one to behold the power one and then one to crave the power. So if you start putting that in stories, I think that's going to be really Is it cool. messed up that I want the Sith to win everything and just like I want them to win? And You're feeling aggressive to tonight. You want to fight? You want to take on losing fights? You, you want the Sith? The, you can go for the bad guys. That's I'm okay. For the bad guys, I think. For the bad guys. All of a sudden, I just can, Somebody has to go for the bad guys. You, know? yeah. you can't just all hate them. Yeah. Hey, it could be argued that Mace Windu is a little bit of a heel. You know, he t- take a seat, young Skywalker yeah. may have destroyed the universe. Maybe you should have just <laughs> granted him the role. Best. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Mace. <laughs> uh, right. I'm like, way to go, Mace. Just there we go. Yes. Um, so yeah, the acolyte was really, really good, and then they showed uh, the Andor trailer, which we get that in August 2024. This is the second and final season of Andor and the way that I I understand this whole season is going to be structured I believe it's another 12 episodes and every block of three is supposed to be a year or set it like you you have one year maybe like first year for the first set of episodes and another future time frame then another future time frame to move the show event to Rogue One so this is this is they have a definitive story in mind 
I just heard that Andy Circus will be back. Oh, what? Oh, mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> I, I like that and show. I didn't you, finish it, but I, I, I really liked it when I was it's watching. Fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. I need so to finish good. it. Oh, finish it. Finish to. it. It's so good. I don't know how it's I so did it. How far did you get? Um, I think I went to like only a, like three or four episodes, oh, but I was like God. super into it. And then I think oh. I left town. I don't know what happened, but I went away or something. But I was oh. into it. Yeah, you got to go back. There's so much. Talk about getting a Road Warrior pop. Yeah. And then they just start like, again, Star Wars is so iconic. You got, you know, may the force be with you. And this is the way. But when that crowd, when he came out and they started chanting, one way out, one way out. And we're not going to spoil one it for you. Out. But when you see that one yeah. way out part and you start chanting, I remember the pop when that scene happened and you, oh, man. Just that there's a jailbreak scene. I'm going to just put it that way. Right on. And when that happens, yeah. it changes everything. And he made wow. himself and Star Wars royalty right there. Wow. He did. And at Celebration, a bunch of fans recreated the jailbreak scene. They came in what? the, the jumpsuits and everything. Did you see that? Yeah, when he, no, came, when he came out and Diego Luna, they had him, they, they walked through and they were chanting No Way Out. Oh, wow. that's so good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's cool about that, too, is like there's everything that feels very Star Wars-y, and, which is great. I got no heat with that. Mm-hmm. But somehow they managed to find that magic that came from Rogue One that you can trick somebody and say, you just got pranked. You just watched the Star Wars show because they may not know it. Just You may see a droid here or an alien there. But the Andor story could be anything, right, that just happens to be taking place in that star wars universe and it's and it's great and andy oh yeah i was very psyched to see that crowd being very welcoming to him like that that was a very cool moment super cool well like mexico has such a big fan base like it's a huge country i think they were super pumped on diego luna getting in there yeah absolutely it's cool oh yeah diego knocked it out of the park he did i just and, and and hearing everybody he is and just hearing everybody on the panels you just, it was great. The, just the camaraderie, just how genuinely humble the cast is, all of the cast. Um, you know, it, it was really cool to listen to it. So I think you can catch the replay on YouTube. So if you cool. get a chance, check out the, the panel. I will. Our, the, their, panel was, their panel was fun. Their panel was really good. And I, I like that one a lot. Yeah. And Mario, I know uh, like for some of the Star Wars shows that sometimes they feel like too Star Warsy for you, but I, I got to say that, Andor probably was your favorite show, right? Of like the of that universe. <laughs> I have not seen Andor. No, I've not watched it. No. So I'm going to put <gasps> Remo Williams begins <laughs> and Andor of like why I haven't. How many episodes? I got to finish it. This one's a bigger episode, right, Amanda? There's like twelve. Well, there's twelve, but they're good. Like I, I feel like it's a Star Wars show that's made for adults. Yes. Versus you know having the kid element. Like it, it felt very, um, you know, Knives Out. You know, you get a little bit of the spy thriller, the suspense. It's edgier. It's darker. Um, yeah. It, it, the storytelling is beautiful. It's honestly, out of all of the live shows that came out this year, yeah, you know, probably my favorite so far. Mando is, is getting there, but I feel like even Andor took it from the storytelling perspective. And yeah, and I love that the seasons, they break into three seasons, three sections in the seasons where you have the high section, a jailbreak section, and the Jason Bourne spy thriller section all crammed into there. That's how it feels. That's that whole series was laid out, and it was great. Mm. It really was. So that season, I did get to see the the grainy version 
of season two, the season two trailer. It's the only one I did catch before they pulled it. But yeah, you guys, I would honestly even say that you for for you two, you probably need to watch that first first order, like right out of the gate, like mm. out of everything. Yeah, because I think that's going to be the one that you guys are going to dig the most. Cool. Yeah, I need to restart that one. It's excellent. So there is that trailer, and then they released the trailer for Visions, of course, which comes out May fourth, the second volume. Um, I, I haven't looked at the list yet of the studio names. I know that one of them is um, the one who does uh, Wallace and Gromit. Oh, what is um, Visions? Kind of, and yeah, like Sean the Sheep. So, so Visions uh, when it came out was it been two years? I think it was yeah, been, it's two been two years, maybe. Two years, yep. um, it's been about two years. So it's a series of animated Star Wars shorts. They're not necessarily related to, um, you know, the main Skywalker saga. They cover, you know, some of them are original stories. Some of them, you know, kind of maybe dance around some of the Skywalker stuff, some of its old Republic. Um, but it's just a collection of, of shorts and, and of different anime styles that at the time, the mm-hmm. first visions came out, I want to say, was primarily a lot of Japanese studios who did it, a lot of prominent um, like uh, the studio that did Samurai Champloo did a short called The Ronin that was Ronin was fantastic. Excellent. That was oh, so good. it's my favorite. So good. My favorite. Um, so good. And then I liked the um, the one with the twins and mm-hmm. and uh, I forget his other name, but it was with Neil Patrick Harris and um, uh, from Community Annie. Her name slips my mind at the moment. Oh, but Allison uh, Brie. Their dubs were great. Yes, Allison Brie. Yes, their dubs were fantastic for that. For theirs, there's, I believe, it is called the Twins. But so it's it's a series of shorts, and it did it did really well, in my opinion. I, I enjoyed it, and now they have, of course, volume two, which again nine other original stories. One of them, the first one that came out, Old Republic, like right out of the just, game. Just, <laughs> right out the gate with the lightsaber dragon on the floor. I mean, you had a Sith coming out right off. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch this. That sounds awesome. It's really good. I yeah. Mean, yeah. And you're saying like they're like different artists who like yep. every animators? Week, every episode. Yeah, is I love that too. Yep. Every week it's someone different. That sounds super cool. Yeah. So I want to say that there are even more international studios that are involved in volume two. I think. Um, and you can see that the, the styles even are different from even the first vision, cool. uh, which is, so I'm excited for that. So May 4th, you will not find me um, <laughs> <laughs> until after visions. After that I've is, watched it all. Right, are they dropping is, them all at once or is it a weekly? I want to say that the first time they did it, uh, they dropped it all at once. Yeah. Cause they're, they're sure some of them are shorts. They're not, they're not very long and some of them are a little bit longer. Hmm. So cool. That sounds really cool. And I just mm-hmm. like the idea of just like you're finding these studios of just like we need the best of the best of your fandom. Here's our universe. We love your animation. Let's put the chocolate and the peanut butter together and see what comes out. <laughs> and yeah, I know, Amanda, this is like right. Like somebody like there's no way you don't know somebody at Lucasfilms who didn't book this for you. Like anime and Star Wars come together. I was like, Did, you sure <laughs> you don't have somebody in there that just like made a call for you? <laughs> I wish. I wish because then I'd have been a stormtrooper or something on Mando or like on Ahsoka. I'd be like, I'll be your son. Like, you, you may carry your water. Dawson, I will carry your water. In the credits, it's Blue Milk Carrier. <laughs> You're in the yeah, universe. I'll be, what is it? I'm Blue th- Milk I'm, Woman. I'm going to throw it way back. I'm going to throw it way back. I'm going to be the Ben Stiller to her Tom Cruise. Oh, God. Like Saturday, what, Tom was it, MTV Cruise. Movie Awards yes. style? <laughs> 
<laughs> that is a good so throwback. Like, it's like cut, and then you know she steps out, and I take the punch to the face. You know, so I will. Uh, that that works. I will do that. <laughs> whatever you get in the universe, do whatever. Oh man, there's so much exactly. Star Wars. Like I, I, y'all, y'all are way into it, and I have no. I'm just thinking about how. You know, when was it? 20 years ago? 25 years ago? It was just a huge deal that they were releasing Star Wars again with whatever, brighter lightsabers. And that was pretty much all they added. <laughs> and they and made like, like oh, the, yeah, they we made, put in this they, scene of Jabba that sucks anyway. We just put it back in. <laughs> and that was that was the big that was the big release. That's all they had. And it was the number one movie that weekend. Yeah. And it was huge. And then they were like, oh, there's another Star Wars movie coming. Now there's Star Wars shows, uh, series, just multiple movies. It's crazy that there's so much Star Wars. It is. There's yeah. a lot. To well, keep. And there's, there's, there's so much discussion online, too, about how much detail. I mean, I was seeing discussion and Filoni addressed it on, for the Ahsoka trailer, the color of the lightsaber. I did that. That the two new characters the new Sith or at least Sith Force user characters yeah they're like oh the the lightsabers are orange you know Filoni bless him with attention to detail was like well you know Darth Darth Vader's lightsaber looked orange at a certain point I think in I don't know if it was a poster or something he saw on but I was like okay I appreciate this I mean I was thinking about the Guardians from some of the book series because their lightsabers were orange as well but Mm. I was like oh okay so there's a purpose there's a method but that's how detailed the conversations online get. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's it's a tough fandom. I mean, it is a tough crowd. Like they're they won't they will call BS. I feel and, like if you like don't know your stuff and you're hanging out with them, they'll like call you out, maybe take you out back and beat you up or something, you know. <laughs> not you to the know. not to the fans, but maybe some of the filmmakers. Yeah. It's got to be a tough writer on there for do it sure. right. They like kidnap them or something. They're like, "You better do this the way it should be done." They're like, "Hey, no ideas out there. No. I'm not giving anyone any ideas." Do not harm your favorite filmmakers. Yes. <laughs> Give them a chance. Do not and encourage just that out. In show. They're trying their best. This, that is, this is not the way, guys. This is yeah, not, the way. Is not, not the, way. the way. You just have somebody. Not this is not the way. Bad baby. Yeah. Not Bad the way. baby. No squeezy. No squeezy. <laughs> no squeezy. <laughs> As they're strangling a writer. No squeezy his neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh. but yeah you gotta, oh, you gotta well, the- appreciate the passion <laughs> you do you do and speaking of of the passion i feel like the fans brought this back but the uh we're getting a second season of tales of the jedi yes which was another collection have did you have y'all seen jeff i'm pretty sure you have oh because yeah you and i are pretty hardcore yeah um but have you guys seen tales of the jedi Mm-mm, i have not no no what is tales of the jedi so, so so it's another collection of animated stories, but they are Filoni driven. So it is, if you're a fan of the Clone Wars, Rebels, you're going to like these stories. It's it's a set of original stories. One of them is focused on, you know, Baby Ahsoka and kind of the origins. Yes, we got Baby Ahsoka. It was fantastic. She's super yeah. cute. Um, and just, you know, kind of her origins. Then you had a couple of early Count Dooku, like pre-Count Dooku, Darth Tyrannus stories. Um, another Ahsoka, so I know two are Ahsoka, two are Dar- or, uh, Dooku. Um, I know I'm missing another. Was it the, one? the Qui-Gon the ones one? I loved. Qui-Gon, so he was in one of the Dooku oh, ones. Yeah, one of them was a Mace Windu. One of them, well, Mace Windu was the other one. So maybe yes. there were three. I feel like it was very Count Dooku heavy, and it was really good. Oh, um, so good. So good, so good. I guess I the, the closest way but... we could de- de- 
compare this to if this was like DVD deleted scenes from a lot of the movies that are associated with it. So it actually starts to fill in what Filoni is great at doing is just filling in these backstories. So you get a lot of backstory, like you actually get to find out a little bit of whole, why count Dugu's like had that enough is enough moment with the jet. And you never really had that before, right? You just Mm -hmm. went from, he shows up in the attack of the clones. He's like, I'm a heel. Mm -hmm. You didn't really get that. Well, and you get, we get Yaddle. That's right. We get Yaddle Yaddle. in the series too. Yaddle, so, so Rogu's baby mama? Or yes, mama? maybe, yeah, you that could know? be Yoda's baby mama. That's the, baby Yoda's baby mama yeah, baby Yoda's baby mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shirt. Baby Yoda, baby model. And you just have Yaddle? That's a shirt. <laughs> I need to know, like, the that's order great, to watch shirt. all of these. Can you find that on YouTube? Just be like, how do you, you know, the order of all the Star Wars ever out. I need to watch. I'm positive there's a video that will explain it all to you, uh, you know, and also be super condescending to you at the same time. Or you can just, uh, I can, I can get you something, Jesse. We can, Jeff and I can get you something. Yeah, we'll get your watching order. We'll get your watching order. I need that for my Mario. We still need that Mario machete cut of Star Wars. We're still, we're still working through it. We're still massaging it. I'm like, I need to see that ASAP when yes, it comes out. That's is, right. <laughs> is that all the TV show announcements or is there more? No, there's more. Oh, wow. But wait, uh, there's more. I, think, so. I right. think that actually just one more. I think that I have. And and Jeff, maybe you have one or two more. But um, Bad Batch. Yes, that was We it. had the, the, the season. Oh, you guys. If y'all haven't watched Bad Batch this season, it, it ties beautifully into some aspects of Mando mm. uh, really does a great job of explaining the transition from the clones to the stormtrooper mm. army and how that ties into even the new trilogy a little bit. Um, it's very low key. Good. Very yeah. low key. Good. The first season, first season does a little bit of more of here. Here's the bad batch. Here's you getting to know them. And mm-hmm. they've got some great cameos again that I won't spoil. Um, okay. But then Character this season build. has really progressed. Yeah, so first season's character build, so hang in there. Because mm-hmm. um, yep. sometimes it's kind of like baloney when you're watching The Clone Wars and he kind of takes a bit to get there. He does. It has a purpose. Cool. It has a purpose. <laughs> um, you build an emotional connection with these characters that hits you in the gut at the end of the season. Big one. Yeah, <laughs> big time. I was not ready. I was not ready. No, um, I, wasn't prepared. And, I, did. I had no but, spoilers on that, and I was just like, had that. Not, what? <laughs> Gets heavy. And I was like, what, what do you mean? What just, <laughs> yeah, what just I, I didn't need this right now, guys. Yeah. I didn't need wow. this right now. <laughs> Too much happening. Emotional. Um, yeah, if you don't think adults can cry yeah. in cartoons, you're wrong. <laughs> you are so wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Damn. And there were some great throwbacks to even the Clone Wars, you know, kind of some of the Easter eggs there were great. And the third and final season going forward, there's not a whole lot that's out yet but from what i understand we're going to see fennec in this yep. and also if you've watched rebels um wolf he was one of the clones in rebels oh yes with, yeah he was with, one of the direct. the big ones the one with the, the the cut in his eye with the kind of the, the the scar over his eye um you know for for rebels we'll see him in that batch as That's well awesome. so and i think we're gonna get yeah. some and we started i think we we had mentions of palpatine but palpatine Somehow the Emperor will be in that three as well. But just to kind of give you guys like the real world scenario of of what we're talking about with why Bad Batch is working right now. So just say like with modern day technology, you have the ability to 
create all these soldiers like in a lab, right? Now mm-hmm. you have all these clones, right? What do you do with all these now that they're human beings and the war is over and now you have all these soldiers? What do you do with them? But now the wrong side won, so you have a very cold side of just like, you're not humans, you're assets. You're property of the empire. So you, you don't say you can go, you know, go live your life now, right? Because they were cloned. They were literally bred for war. So now what are they going to, are they going to do experiments with them? Are they going to just toss them, you just eliminate them because now they're turned into mouths to feed? Or on the other side of it now, but the clones, all they know is war. And they don't even really know anything else beyond that. So now they kind of have to discover who they are as humans right even though they're they're clones but they're still human beings and they so you're watching it from both sides of the fence what the government's trying to figure out what to do with all these clones and now the Mm -hmm. clones are like who am i now that i'm a soldier who doesn't have a war what do we do here well and on top of that it's everyone's blaming you for the death of the jedi you've wiped out probably the main protective force right. that people have come to know in the galaxy. So you turned on your masters, you turned on your generals, your leaders, um, and you're saying, oh, hey, no, there was this chip in my head or this, you know, right. I was I was forced to do it. It wasn't my choice. Do people believe that, though? Yeah. You got that suspicion on you now. Oh, mm. man, and it's tough. And that's you another target st- on you. Yeah, and that's the other great Star Wars line. I, I put that up there as good soldiers follow orders. You know, that's like the oh. thing that they go through. And it's just, it's powerful, man. That's heavy. It's animated, yeah. but it's like super powerful because Filoni is, you know, he sat at the learning tree, right? Like Dusty Rhodes created a lot of great wrestlers when he was at NXT. Dusty Rhodes was George Lucas and Filoni was his number one student. And that's why you're getting so much of that residual magic that's working its way through. Even in these animation stories that like a lot of people don't realize the emotional depth that's involved with them. Yeah, that yeah. sounds interesting. And and in the final trailer we got, which is non-Star Wars related, um, but Lucasfilm, yes. of course, um, related, the new Indiana Jones trailer, yes. you guys. I want to watch that. I got to see that trailer. I haven't he, seen it. He filmed him. Oh, he filmed him. Harrison filmed a video message, and he wasn't angry. He was happy. Okay. He's like, these are great fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of my I mean, favorite the, like trilogies of all. Well, that's Mario again. What he says, what he says, everybody's Star Wars, Indiana Jones is his holy grail. I'll say it for sure. That's <laughs> my favorite trilogy. But I think Jones. it's appropriate. I was trying to pull this up again. We talked about it a few weeks ago, Jeff. Um, but the Millennium Falcon is in the new Indiana Jones movie, isn't it? Oh. You saw that in the trailer. I don't know, Amanda. Did you see that Mario showed it to me, and I was like, "Whoa, is it really?" <laughs> Hold on, Can you find that picture? I, you know, okay, I'm not crazy. Okay, <laughs> I wondered if that's what it was because I and I felt like maybe, just maybe, because they've done that with R2 and then C3PO as well. Tell, they're in the yeah. Millennium Falcon right here, right? They're it in. The, feels like it, or like <laughs> it's either the Millennium Falcon or like a it almost looks like a Tie window, like a Tie Fighter window, something like that. Anyway, it's um, something, yeah. I guess it's it's fine. There, you know, Star Wars fans are generally Indiana Jones fans. I thought the new trailer was great, actually, for Indiana Jones. It's definitely calmed my nerves a little bit. <laughs> I think the, the last batch of trailers was making me nervous, uh, but this one looks looks all right. Looks pretty good. I heard it's got a super long runtime. 
And I'm okay with that. Huh. I, I think this is going to be yeah. one of the first times that I think I'm going to be okay with that because I, I want to give him as much runway as possible. Yeah. James Mangold, man. Yeah. James Mangold. I, he's... I was just going to say, I wasn't huge on the, the last Indiana Jones. Really? <laughs> yeah. You thought it had some issues? <laughs> did, you, did you think there was some issues with that movie? Please elaborate, Jesse, the musician. <laughs> I, I, uh, it, yeah, I got, I got a little upset. <laughs> I didn't, at the time, actually, you know, I shouldn't say I don't like it, an actor or anything, but I wasn't big on... You know, Shiloh being in it, I was like, during that time, I was like, I don't know about this. But now I'm like, he's kind of cool. Like, I kind of like his, I don't give a, a damn attitude. Like, he kind of has this vibe about him now that I'm like, I kind of, I would hang out with this guy. He seems cool. Like, You know which part I hated about that movie? Like, right after the Paramount logo, from there till the credits was my least favorite part. Like they should cut all that part out. <laughs> like I'm like, can, can, can they? Can we skip it? Yeah. Can we just skip it entirely? Just like you know, I mean, Jurassic World kind of retconned the sequels. It did. Yeah. For it, Jurassic Park, it was like a direct. I mean, maybe this is kind of doing the same thing. That's maybe. a good question. I yeah. wonder if they're going to do that. I feel like the well, because I mean, Shia LaBeouf has heat now with Spielberg and Harrison Ford. They're mm. not going to acknowledge him. Whatever. It's some, ah, my son's a my son's a knucklehead. We'll we'll never see him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Went to college. Really. Can't trust him with any artifacts. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I, we won't recognize. But I, again, I, I really, I just. I need I need Indiana Jones to land the plane. I need I need if you're gonna do one more, I need you to land the plane. I need to to make sure that you know you, you give it a good ending. I need if you're gonna close it out like this. He might be landing the Millennial Falcon. Yeah, yeah. and I thought you meant literally landing the plane because like he, he jumps out of a plane again, just like he did in Temple of Doom. Yeah, I thought you were saying take flying lessons, bro. <laughs> uh, Eventually, you're gonna run into snakes and planes. Yeah. Snakes on the plane sometimes. <laughs> And Sam won't be there to help you. <laughs> they should bring the kid back from uh, um, the, which one was it? Where Short round. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, a, well, I mean, I don't know. He just won an Oscar, so he may, he's not so available probably. But <laughs> he might yeah, be maybe a few months catch. ago. Hopefully they filmed a cameo a few months ago. Yeah. They could throw that in. I'm, I'm like, are you all, are you excited about um, the trailer? Did you like it? The new trailer. The Mandalorian. The, oh. oh, yeah. I, I was excited. It, to me, it's, finally feels like an indie film like an actual it has the same vibe mm. as the as the first movies and i didn't care for the last one either it didn't feel like an indiana jones movie it made me depressed <laughs> yes. i was like maybe we should, maybe we should stop this is terrible <laughs> yeah maybe um, we should just and then this yeah and then this trailer came out and i'm like first of all you got mads mickelson okay yeah as a villain great casting great cool. casting. oh yeah I love him. Like he's, I mean, you know, obviously for Star Wars fans, we know him as Galen Erso, but I mean, he was great in Hannibal. There's, I mean, yeah. So Perfect you have Mads. Cool. Oh yeah. They he's thought this great. was I mean, great I, in everything. I love that guy. They thought this one out. He's low key. One of the they best did. actors of our time. He's so yeah. good. Word. Yeah. I, I, I buy that. Right on. Hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, there was a, a little campaign for a hot minute right after Henry Cavill, announcing he was leaving the witcher and they of course you know as one of the salty fans with that happening you know i was like thanks for liam liam uh, hemsworth guys I, I, hemsworth, you know. yeah. anyway <laughs> but there was a campaign for a hot minute to cast mads mickelson as like an older 
Geralt. Oh, that would be so good. The Witcher. Yeah. And I was like, why didn't we go that direction? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> why didn't we go that direction? I feel bad for Liam Helmsworth. He's going to get mad heat as he goes on with that role. Yeah, and it's so unfair. No one's going to forgive him for breaking Miley's heart. <laughs> oh, yeah, he has no, heat for that, too. No. They're never going to get over it. They're not going to give him a chance. So I don't know. That's that's, that's he's, well, he's and, you, and you go from Henry Cavill to Liam. Yeah. For me, I'm like, I, <laughs> to I like brother. the games. <laughs> yeah. Thor's little, like, brother. Thor's little brother. Thor's little brother. Yeah. Get Chris. <laughs> it's like Bowfinger um, yeah. when it's like Kit Ramsey's brother. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or even more, or even the deeper cut, the, the Frank Stallone. It's like, did you really book Frank Stallone to replace Sylvester? <laughs> it's like, come on, bro. <laughs> it's not working. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, I, yeah the, just Henry Cavill's voice alone in The Witcher is going to be so hard to replicate just that slow cadence yeah there's just i just man what yeah, happened it, here? That, that's a whole nother show like what's happening that's a he's whole losing, other show he's losing but you know time. you know who could have done it maybe mads yeah that's all <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, good call <laughs> just book it in the future that's how book that's it, exactly that's how you must you're welcome it. netflix you're yeah. welcome <laughs> there's another one for you. <laughs> right um so speaking of uh mickles or uh, mickelson's right uh, we got before we dive into the movies, we got confirmation of who Grand Admiral Thrawn is in Ahsoka. Right. There, there, there have been there have been a lot. I think like Benedict Cumberbatch was mentioned at one point. Yeah, um, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, was in I- there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason Isaac. Yep, Jason yeah. Isaacs as well. Um, and you know, people have mentioned Lars too. But very, very hush hush. And then here he comes on the stage, and I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I thought I heard something like last year they had been casted, and no confirmation. But the the voice of Thrawn himself in Rebels. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's gonna be so great. It's gonna be it's gonna good. be so great. And and they, I think, a little bit of the 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 front facing trailer kind of makeup front facing Thrawn showed a little bit, which is not the best quality. People are already kind of like, I'm worried about the makeup. I'm like, but to be fair, the screenshot that's out there is not great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could, that just looked like a copy and they just try to like recolor it to like, so like, Oh, I got this picture. I'm just going to put it out there with this really bad Instagram filter. And it's like, no, that can't be. <laughs> All right, Jeff, y'all do, no. a, y'all do a spot for me as, as the star Wars layman. Why is Admiral Thrawn the ultimate star Wars heel? His, oh my gosh, he is one of the most clever villains out there. He conquered his people, the Chiss, conquered civilizations. His methodology was brilliant. Yeah. He would go around conquering, um, conquering different planets, different peoples, because he studied their art and their culture. And he based his fighting and attack strategies based on the, what the art told him. And rarely defeated him. He was rival to Vader yeah. for Palpatine. He's the only one who could rival Vader. Wow! Through yeah. his wit. That was the rumor, right? That uh, the Emperor was always worried and prepared that he might be coming mm-hmm. back, so he'd always have like a plan because he was the only one he was unsure he can beat because he knew he was the ultimate strategist, right? He's the space Alexander right. the Great. He was not going to. He's always three moves ahead of you, but not in just like the. This is how I foresaw it. He would literally do it because he was like the ultimate chess player and he knew that's what you're right. gonna do. And it was kind of like in that breed. So yeah, he's there's no there's no chance 
of a baby face turn happening with him at Mm-mm. all. Oh and no, none. He sounds dark, none. and it's not super aggressive either. It's very, it's like the no. subtle. It's the to compare it to one of the most chilling scenes to me in theater was the Saving Private Ryan scene when the the poor soldier was taken, and then he just slowly put the knife in it and slowly, and he's like, "Shh." It's that's it's a, Grand Admiral Thrawn as a person. That slow. Shh, yeah, he's like very chilling. He's it's a silencer. More, yeah, like, it's more chilling than like oh. Un, yeah, unrivaled. Not rattled. Not rattled at all. Not you know he was prepared for anything, and he was an iconic villain in the Rebels TV show. He was. I mean, you you think there's nobody who could upstage Vader, and Vader of course makes his appearance in Rebels as well. But you don't think, you know, Darth Vader is this iconic villain. You know, nobody, I mean, they're the best entrances, the best, you know, everybody knows who Vader is. Mm-hmm. Even the kids, my son pops all the time for Vader. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, he's a bad guy, right? <laughs> um, you know, but when Thrawn comes in, it's a whole different. I mean, he, he managed to, in Rebels, upstage Vader. Yeah. And you can see just the mannerisms, like just very calculating his tone of voice mm. he had these red you know blue skin red eyes just i like this guy. you know i mean <laughs> i'm going for him yeah <laughs> i mean honestly, you can go for the heels it's I'm, your right i'm going for him show. he sounds like he sounds like like a little he sounds less emotional than vader yes oh yeah, yeah. he does like vader might not be as as bad as this guy because vader's got all these emotions yeah he's all emotional his passion you know? came yeah, from his, his passion came from his strength, right? Anakin said it like that's where he thought it was a Jedi thing. My passion comes from my strength, and that can make you make rash decisions. And Thrawn doesn't do that. Wow! <laughs> no, yeah, he, oh. you, you're not going to beat him in a staring contest either. <laughs> and that's terrifying. No, <laughs> no, and just very calculated, very calculated methods for how he hunted, um, how he hunted people down, and just yeah, the that. books are fantastic. Yeah, so definitely recommend the Heir to the Empire trilogy. It's a legacy, Star Wars legacy series. Um, That's where he first makes his appearance. Timothy Zahn is the author, Mm -hmm. and you're hooked on him from the books. And then just seeing him come to life in Rebels was was great. And for me, when Ahsoka says in the trailer, well, Thrawn, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn's the Heir to the Empire. She says something, she references Heir to the Empire, and I'm like, (gasps) yeah, I geeked. (laughs) And immediately reread my books. Um, but there's there's a few. I think there's uh, like two or three trilogies that Timothy Zahn has that explains like Thrawn's origins, a little bit about his people. But then Heir to the Empire is the main crux of and that, the is, Thrawn story. Is that a series or is that a? It is. It's a book series. It's a book, it's a book series. series. Cool. Awesome. So he's going wow. to be on Ahsoka, right? Is that is that where he's coming? Yeah. Out? yeah. So he he is, and he was the the main villain in the latter half of Star Wars Rebels. Yep. Okay. Cool. Cool. And and heir to the empire, that book is enough that that could literally just be its own trilogy. Like I'm actually, I don't know how they're going to squeeze it all into because there's a there's a lot to cover. There's no way he's just going to be one and done. So mm. it's going to have to take years of storytelling. But and Amanda, correct me if I'm wrong. It made me nervous, you know. And let's just jump into the films, right? 
Let's yeah. just do that yeah. now. So that first, well, well, we'll talk about this one first is the Filoni film, which is going to tie together that Mandoverse. But the wording really scared me because <laughs> Kathleen Ketting Kennedy said this is going to be the day Filoni movie, which got the pop. But it said it's going to be the culmination of all the stories that are happening on all the series right now, which scared me in a way of just like, wait, it made it seem like these all this stuff was coming to an end in the film. Did you take it that way? I did. I, I feel like this whole time, you know, with Favreau at the helm, uh, you know, along with Filoni, you're going to have a very Marvel-esque. This kind of throws throws me back a little bit to like the original uh, way, the original Marvel formula where you had everybody's individual movies and they culminated like in the Avengers, the overall Avengers films. Right. I feel like this is the same concept where you have um you know you have mando as a character bo katan you have boba fett you have now ahsoka you're gonna have whoever jula's person is in, in or jedi is in skeleton crew and um so i feel like this is going to be the t- the movie that brings everything together and and to be fair i think if they handle it well in terms of how they wrap things up i'm not going to be as worried i i think i'm a little bit more worried about an open story with no end because at some point Fair. the content gets less meaningful. And like, we're getting that criticism right now with Mando. Right. Right. And so with no direction, people are like, what about the main story? I mean, you know, to be fair, man, Din, Din and Grogu's story culminated when they got back together. Yeah. In theory, what happens to them now in an open world environment? Right. You can only keep Grogu little and cute for so long without <laughs> telling us what happened to him. Yeah. Um, you know, so I feel like if, and then letting Filoni do it is a smart choice. As long as they let him do it. Yeah. The way he, they want to, to bring everything together. You know, I, I think if Filoni handles it, he's been through, through all these shows along the way. I think he will do it. I have faith in Filoni. Faith, yeah. And Dave, we trust. You're right. Now that you already made me feel better. So if that's by proxy, it's going to work because he did end the Clone Wars and I felt okay. He felt he ended Rebels in a, in a way. And okay. So, and, and it's going to be doing And bad, both bad. of those endings were epic too, though. Yeah, both of were. those endings were epic. Like that, that Siege of Mandalore arc oh, in the Clone God. Wars. Yeah. Yeah, that was. So, can you imagine what we're going to get in this movie? Yeah, that because that was cinematic. They were so lucky to have that. You know that that should have been what was on the big. What's screen. it going to take though for the average person who is not a, a star a super Star Wars fan to go see the movie? You know, I feel that's that's always been my constant uh, debate. Is like I feel like TV. We're in the we're in the era now where we started to make. Uh, take our big IPs, our big cinematic IPs, and turn them into TV shows. And I feel like that, in a way, has sort of like diluted them. How do we boost it back up? How do we get people excited about it again? You know, that's my. Well, only, I also want to counter. I also want to counter with this: Do we have to have a movie that's for the general audience? Could we have something like the Star Wars films? I feel like. You know, like the original films you could definitely relate to, but they also built upon each other. And I feel like the, the hardcore Star Wars fan base was what drove the numbers up in box office, even with the prequels, even with the sequels. You know, yeah. I, I think I, I think do we have to have something that's so vague for the general public or can we rely on the formula that's already worked for us yeah i mean like there's so many so many uh, crazy fans out there that i would think like that's gonna sell anyway 
right? You know? Yeah, yeah you're, you're going to so, have the people that you're going to get the multiple viewings from. Like, yeah, I'll exactly. buy three. You know, I'll get, I got three tickets. We're yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> so if a few bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you have the star power, too. I think, like, again, we talk, we've talked about how much we love Pedro Pascal here. Mm-hmm. And sometimes then each other memes and TikTok reels and right. whatnot. Because we love Pedro, right? <laughs> right. Um, but, I mean, you're, you're getting people that are now getting, you know, kind of bigger names. Like, Rosario Dawson has some draw. You know, you're, you've got Jude Law, who's going to have some draw. Um, you know, so I, I feel like you're, you're getting a little bit more star power now than kind of with some of the, whereas the original films and even the prequels, you know, Hayden Christensen wasn't a big name back then. Ewan McGregor good, good point, had some yeah. credits, but he wasn't. You know, Samuel Jackson, they weren't, they weren't huge draws, but I feel like now you have more, more star power. You have somebody viral like Pedro. Mm-hmm. That's a really I'd good go see point. Him. But he he needs to take off the helmet in the movie. <laughs> That's what's going to put the movie over. You're right, and they did this establish that the helmet could come off. That's they That's did. True. They did establish in the last two episodes. So, but he went through all that to get to like you know redeem himself, right? Well, so, again, I think that was one of the things that we felt the the backstage politics. Uh, affect the front story mm. i felt like that was because yeah the whole cleansing himself and grogu reunion that felt like that could have been its own thing and they just like got it in as fast as possible and then moved on yeah so you're right or maybe he gets a pass the armor gave bo katana pass yeah maybe exactly. he gets a pass too <laughs> you are handsome please remove your helmet yeah <laughs> Come on. We need the women to come back now, like me. Oh, Catan are uniting the clans. Pedro is united the women. Yes. As one, I'm here. As long as he takes off that helmet and then he's making that face like the meme and he's just making his own kind of music, make his own kind of Mando music. I didn't realize you had a mustache, Din. It's really working for you. <laughs> it's like Luke, I am your uh, father, and then he's like, I am your daddy. If I if I could, I have one pitch to the studios. If you really want your movie to uh your Star Wars film to bring in the crowds, give the people what they really want to see. Augie Ben Doggy <laughs> needs to be in a Star Wars film. This is an untapped resource. You have all the hardware wars characters. Bring one into the Star Wars universe. Just my two cents. Did I feel like, Amanda, did they talk about hardware wars at this? I feel like it did, and I don't remember if it was a breakdown of celebration. There was one of the shows that did a hardware hardware wars reference. Like they they had a, a shot where it looked like the iron flying. It was in one of the episodes, I remember. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I don't. I have to go back and look. I have to go back and look. I, I think I was. My brain was still processing so much of all of this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I feel like they're just talking about the passion I mean, of Star Wars fans, and they're like, "Yeah." Well, now you get a bunch of people making sure, but back then it was a big deal to kind of get. And this one ended up like on VHS tapes on like an anthology with like Bambi versus Godzilla. Like it, it made the rounds for oh, a while. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Bloody oh my gosh, that's uh, a good cut. Ham salad, fluke. Star I mean, they, they they got they they could put him in the, like you know stormtrooper gear. I mean, they've got they've got the uh, make him a Mando. I don't know. <laughs> they got they got the uh, they got plenty of extra parts. 
Yes. You think? Watch. We'll probably there'll probably be something that comes out that was like, yeah, he was in the in the Filoni film. <laughs> I feel like Dave would just do didn't that. know it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give he, would. he would. He would. But I, I agree with you, though. That's a lot of star power that most Star Wars films have never had. Even the sequel trilogies, they didn't really book like everybody was up and comers. Now you're literally going to have stars that are already established. And that's just who we know they're going to book. We don't even know where the story is going on who else is going to be that way. So, But Mario, and this is this is going to put your theory to the test for sure, right? You said it's you can take a film and bring it back to a series. Now how do you get that series back into movie theaters this is this is going to be the biggest test with the biggest brand to do it i think uh their one their their big uh chess piece is ahsoka i think ahsoka is strong i think that rosario dawson is already a star you know pre pre being cast in this i think that they can take her and elevate her into a film you yeah know? and she can pull the series up back to the cinematic quality i agree and again, and depending on if they, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think having Lars Mikkelsen also doesn't hurt too. Yes. So I mean, you know, you have a if they keep Thrawn as the main villain, which I'm assuming is going, I'm assuming he's going to be like the Thanos of this. Oh, he has this to. Multiverse. Don't he you think they be, need so a, I mean, Don't you think they need to sort of like protect Thrawn a little bit and not release too much of him? Like almost tease him a little and let let him really go, you know, full bore in one of the films. Potentially. Potentially, so I mean, that, I, yeah. I mean, but to be fair, he came out of Rebels pretty much like every week he was on or every episode that he from mm. the from probably about mid season. I think he showed up in season end of season two, and I think he was on for like two seasons as a main villain, mm. and still was cool. But it depends on I think who you have around Thrawn too. Right. If there are other, you know, like little, like, um, you know, other other villains to fight, like little, like the the lower level boxes, mm-hmm. you know, before Thrawn. I, I feel like you're going to, if you have a solid cast of, of villains, Inquisitors, we could see more of them Inquisitors pop back up. Back. Yeah, you can finish that off. Because I, I, I would yeah. say like Moff Gideon is a little bit like the lower tier villain compared to Thrawn. But I have a feeling that... Thrawn is going to take him out. That's just some of the oh, wording. I was getting. I felt like they're not going to be like, "I bow to you." I think he's going to squash him. Mm. Just as a as a just show, to of show power. that power to yeah, like yeah, show he's power. squashing like a bug, and, and he's like, like "Well, if you you cool. know, you seem like the kind of guy that would turn on me, so I'm just going to eliminate you right now." Yeah. So I have a feeling that's what's going to happen there. Mm. But I do agree, a oh, second tier yeah. villain. Like, remember Thanos had you know the the other children of Thanos. Like Thanos didn't have to do his fighting. Right. So I think that's what's going to accomplish what you're talking about, Mario. Like, let the children of Thrawn take care of them before you actually show him go all out mm-hmm. for sure. And make those, yeah, make his like people super badasses. But yeah, set him up for like exactly the big show. But it's this is going to be the closest the that we've gotten to having George Lucas back in the theaters, right? Because if it's Filoni running it, it's George running it. He made a joke, but you know he wasn't joking when he said, oh, George still calls me and gives, still calls me and gives me notes. I was like, <laughs> and everyone kind of looked like, hey, wait, is, is he kidding? <laughs> I don't think no. he was, I don't think he was kidding. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so either. No, can you imagine he's still giving you notes? So you're, this is the closest you're going to get, even more so than any of the sequel trilogy of a George Lucas film in there and i think that might be enough 
to kind of push that into. And I think um, I, I think George Lucas is a better idea man than our director. I feel like he's like a he needs someone to be a conduit for his ideas. The, all his best stuff is directed by somebody else. In my opinion, you know, yeah. so I think if Filoni's his guy, he better lean into that and let let Filoni execute his ideas, um, so he can get he can get his his signature back on this stuff, you know, because I think his signature is legitimacy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it needs it. It needs that to be in there. And, and it was unfortunate how the uh, the prequel trilogy got sort of like maligned initially, and now everybody thinks it's cool, you know. But we forgot about George Lucas. Like, he did it all, you know? Yeah. Before the Mouse House, it was just George Lucas. Right. You know? All yeah. by himself, all. man. Yeah, Thank you're you. right. He always he was trying to farm out his work. He always didn't want to direct it. And yeah. I think Spielberg was the one that talked him into directing all the prequels. Bad idea, like, Spielberg. <laughs> you're it's like, oh, well, like, uh, directing is so easy, George. <laughs> yeah, Steven Spielberg telling you directing is easy. No, it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of skill and talent. You can't just go out there and yell action and the movie makes itself. But I mean, literally, like everything George Lucas came up with, idea-wise, he was great, you know? Yeah. And it, Empire Strikes Back, directed by, uh, who was it, Erwin Kushner. Kirshner, yeah. Who also directed Robocop 2, mm-hmm. which is unrelated, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it just goes to show that he can oh. raise the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. And and so we have two other movies mentioned. So part of what was released at Celebration was an updated timeline for, you know, right. the era, the Star Wars eras, if you will. They added, of course, to coincide, I think, with these these particular films. They added an era called the Dawn of the Jedi. And that's going to be exciting because one of the movies announced is, is of course, Dawn of the Jedi by James Mangold. Right. It's supposed to be directing it. So, um, yeah, the way he's described it so far is going to be like a Ben-Hur. Dawn of the the Jedi? Dawn of the Jedi. Dawn of the Jedi. So it's supposed to explore the origins of how the Jedi learned to use the Force. So it's the and again he's looking to make it like a Ben Hur styled film, like this biblical epic, is is kind of the the vision for it. So um, I have not touched on. I, there is a comic series and there's there's a Dawn of the Jedi, you know, book series if you will. Or I guess it's more comics. Um, I haven't read them in a good while, so I'm going to go back and reread those. But I don't know if this is based on that because it's technically not canon. Um, but we'll see what we get. I mean, that's all we have on it so far. That's, but that's, yeah, this is all new ground, but it's great. I mean, we, we saw what he did with Logan. They must be very confident of what he did with Dial of Destiny with Indiana if Jones. If they're premiering it at Cannes, they've got to be very confident. Yeah. Because the French audience will spit on the floor and walk out. Yeah, don't you? The, you know? Isn't that where you had to like sneak out the window if your film does so bad? Yeah, if you saw that episode of Entourage where they were like chased out. Yeah. <laughs> that's a shoot. So they must feel... That's making me feel better. I, I, yeah, that's, that's some... So I... And I love the idea of like those old Hollywood biblical epics of just where like where did the force even come from? Like who was the first person that figured out what the force is? I know exactly who it was. <laughs> it was Fluke Starbucker. <laughs> <laughs> this was the first person to use the force. It's documented. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, Hardware, Hardware Wars is great. I have that. I've watched somewhere. it so many times. Hardware Wars. Oh. <laughs> that is even the better deep cut oh. than the Star Wars Christmas special, Hardware Wars, for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just the idea of they're just going to like the discovery of religion, of this Jedi religion and the practice and everything that goes into it. And then I'm assuming that's going to have that the other side of the coin as well but it's great that it's a lot of ripe territory to tell like these big broader stories of like the birth of the force because i know george wanted to get into it in the in the his sequel trilogy remember we talked about this a little bit where he's going to get into the midichlorians and get a little bit deeper of where so maybe this is going to start to touch on where that even come from the whole closer what we do every day like why are we here kind of things and you're gonna get the star wars version of why are we here wow with james mangold and when's that supposed to come out <sighs> they haven't i didn't see a time frame it's for very it vague right now yeah it's very vague mm. very vague just yeah. keeping it's very vague. well the the rumor was and amanda i don't know if you heard this too where it, you know Iger was doing some disney cuts and he's like remember star wars is a film property you need to film on Focus on the films just as much as the shows. By the way, if you don't have a film come out, you're going to be fired. Like that was the rumor of the ultimatum. Sheet. I've heard that. Yeah, so I've heard that. I've heard that. And, they, and I mean, she she's given us three. So. She did. Yeah, she's just like, oh yeah, no, we got this whole timeline built out. Here it is, and we got these three films, and those were the two. Well, we still have the Taka Waititi right film too. And that's again, that's not been. No one said anything about yet. that, right? No, not at, not at celebration. I know that's still happening. And then there was also a tease that a land that the Lando Calrissian show is not quite dead, guys. I know oh, there was man, they you know, speculation it. that that was that that was not going to happen because of you know Don Glo- Donald Glover's you know kind of his schedule and whatnot, and they just weren't making couldn't make things work. But uh, that has come out that it's not quite that that's still on the table. Thank goodness, I, I definitely want to see that again. Again, Solo got a bad. Solo was a victim of bad timing, but that I want you need to see Donald Glover. We need to see more Lando. Lando is a beast. It still stands the test of time. Speaking, he, Billy D was there and he got a Road Warrior pop. And why was he even there? Do you know? Was he just there just to? I think because I'm Billy D. I think they bring in they bring in people. I think that maybe even if they're not in a current project, I think that it's usually they bring back. I think as many Star Wars people as they can. I mean, look at. I mean, uh, they had Ian McDiarmid there. And as far as we know, no Palpatine yet no. <laughs> <laughs> in any existing major projects. Um, I mean, obviously he's been teased, but no direct, you know, visual visual. So I think they bring in everybody that was that's such a beloved part of the Star Wars universe. Um, and Billy, of course, still lends his voice out as Lando in the an- animated project and whatnot too. So yeah, um, but. Yeah, I I'm excited to just go into a new era of Star Wars that we haven't explored yet in yeah. the films or in the TV shows or anything. I mean, there's so much rich content with the history. I mean, I'm hoping we'll dive into the Old Republic at some point, High Republic. Um, the the High Republic High Republic books have been excellent, by the way. Um, so I feel like we're we're getting this. There's and people have said, okay, it's too Skywalker based. It's too Skywalker based. So it's nice to have and be like, guess what? There's more we can we can look at here. Mm-hmm. So. I'm excited. Yeah, and I think we're finally hitting that moment where there's not as much Skywalker-based 
kind of, and we are exploring. It's a big universe. <laughs> yeah, are we though? Given the third film. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Film. I forgot about that Skywalker yeah, with so an we, asterisk. <laughs> yes. So there, another addition to the timeline that that was released was post Rise of Skywalker era. And we got announced for a third film, which I believe I need to go back and look, but I saw something just before I got on here that that may come out first. They're already working on it, um, which is the uh, the the Ray Skywalker film that's supposed to be about 15 years after the events of Rise of Skywalker. And we get the return of Daisy Ridley yes. as Ray. And she got so, a good- so she's back. She got a good pop. She did get a pop for sure. And I think a lot of people. No, no word. Oh, sorry. No word on Finn. Yeah. No, no word. And again, <laughs> she got a good pop because I think there the people realized that like she didn't write this, right? This was she was literally she read the words. You know, she she emoted the words, but it's not her fault. And I and I said this before. There's this could be an opportunity to fix a lot of the stuff that happened. And Finn, to me, is even a bigger issue than even what they did with Ray. I feel like, what, for better or worse, they gave Ray that complete story. Finn didn't get that complete story. He did not at no. all. And this is their chance to kind of write that wrong. But that being said, the other side of the coin is, you know, she. it's kind of like what's happening with Roman Reigns to the point where a lot of people, they should have, they do like him. And he's not getting his heat he's getting vince heat he's getting vince's heat and i think a lot of these sequel characters are getting kathleen kennedy's heat and somehow she needs to like get away from it the same way vince needs to get away from his own creation because i think a lot of people are gonna be like no like just on anything sequel related because it's associated with her Mm -hmm. and that's not the actor's fault yeah, can't blame the actor. And I, I, I think, right, it's like, go, Kathleen, get out of here, go. <laughs> um, oh, I think the, the, the nice thing is that this is going to be directed, and I, I don't have her name on the top of my head, but it's um, by the Miss Marvel right. director. Yes. Um, I don't know. Which, what... That show was really good. That show was really good, actually. I enjoyed it. Um, and it was one of the better Marvel shows that came out this year. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... That's a bright light, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Mari, like you, you, you shoot straight when it comes to the, the sequel trilogies. And I think it stands as like, even though a lot of people hate Last Jedi, wouldn't you say that's your, your favorite of the three, right? I mean, I think it's my favorite of the three. I, the, I understand the issues people have with it, and I have issues with it as well. But I felt like part one, The Force Awakens, was... They were doing Star Wars again. I think everybody, you know, feels that way. Uh, Rise of Skywalker was hot garbage. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was a huge mess. It was like when you go to one of those restaurants where they cook in a clay pot and just pour it all on the table. It's yeah. just a big, huge mess yeah. of stuff. And it's like, what? I don't understand how to even consume this. Uh, I think, uh, uh, what is The Last Jedi had ideas that it was trying to... to to get across, it was trying to do something different. Um, I had, I don't have major heat with that one. I don't understand why I got so much heat. Um, 
yeah, it all got messed up. You know, Disney, Star Wars, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, they all overreacted to the uh, the internet, and uh, they didn't let that whole thing bake. They pulled the pie out too early, and it's just a big sloppy mess. Yeah. Yeah, and changing directors in the middle didn't help either. You know, it's like J.J. Abrams had his vision, the Ryan Johnson had his vision, and then you go back to J.J. It's like, you know, I felt like Rise of Skywalker tried to fix or, you know, kind of, oh, well, we're going to have to address everything Ryan Johnson brought up instead of being its own. Okay, here's what Ryan Johnson went with. Let's see what we go from there. It was, let's counter what was said and just make it not garbage. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, pick one, pick one person and just stick with it. <laughs> You're doing a trilogy or, or make sure they're all on the same page with the story if you have different directors. Yeah. yeah. No continuity like that should be illegal. Remember that episode of the... Simpsons and Marge was trying to get gum out of Lisa's hair and she's like, well, try oil, you know, and she just started and all she did was make the gum worse. And then she had all this other crap in her hair. <laughs> like, I don't know why this isn't working, Lisa. <laughs> but it was I think it was a version of that. But Amanda, you nailed it. The whole problem is continuity. You need to have the voice tell the entire story which mm-hmm. was three movies so that yeah. means you needed to have the same writer who was on set like mario like you said with george like he didn't he didn't direct empire in return but you know he was there making sure the continuity was there yeah is it that hard to just have somebody there to just like well you can't do that because of that why does why is that a bad thing to make sure that you have a continuity expert to make sure you don't lose these threads WWE just hired a former Marvel exec for that fact exactly because they just need somebody to keep track of the continuity because there's fans out there that are keeping track and they will call you to the carpet if you all of a sudden try to just like, no, then don't worry, that didn't happen or don't worry, we'll fix that. No, you can't fix it. They'll call it out. I feel like maybe Disney wanted to maintain some kind of flexibility throughout the series of films so they could adjust to the response to the movies maybe but i think that ended up being a detriment you know because because i think the response their response to the to each previous movie is what sort of made everything go off the rails yeah my opinion you're right oh mike's on what's up mike you said first was fan service based second was breaking that expectation then they were like don't worry that expectation isn't broken see we got old palpatine say do it palpatine do it nice do it nice (laughs) (laughs) oh and look we're gonna give chewbacca a medal remember all the jokes on twitter about chewbacca didn't get the medal oh yeah uh yeah that movie was so bad that i remember when it was coming out um some uh, the day before it was we were gonna see it uh, that someone posted the opening crawl online uh, in, in a leak, and I, I watched it, and I I thought it was a joke. I, you know, I read the opening crawl. I was like, "This is not real. This is not. <laughs> this is not how it opens." And uh, yeah, went to theater, and it was actually real. So, it's it's brave because of that to release this movie first, in my opinion. Just because yeah. I know, I don't know if time has healed these wounds because Twitter is there to remind you of those wounds. Yeah. So I think it's risky to to do that and again I, I and i i'm very forgiving i'm more forgiving and i these these characters were booked just like they're great wrestlers that are booked into bad storylines and we see it all the time and it's the same thing these were good characters that were just booked into awkward storylines but if you took those characters out of that environment now like i still think kyle rent has potential to be a great 
character that they could go back and revisit mm-hmm. just got booked into a lot of bad stuff but it's like if you really start digging deep and you just wash away all the fan service and the repairs and the bullshit like that the whole thought of a dyad of just like that this came from a skywalker bloodline that now they created this convergence in the force that that has never happened before that's fascinating because to me that's kind of fascinating in real life too when you talk about like real soulmates so like do you have like these kind of like agreements like from a non-physical and you bring that physical and now you somehow how does that manifest itself in real life when you bump into somebody and you feel like you've known them your whole life or you can finish each other's sentences whether you look at it from a romantic sense i think that's a really fascinating route that they can go and that involves ray and ben you know kylo ren there's a lot of good stuff you can do with that but I don't think there's a lot of non-creative people that won't get out of the creative people's way to explore that stuff. And sometimes you get lucky when yeah. they have so many projects going on, one will slip by and like, man, that was great. Like no one saw Andor coming. If that was like a RKO out of nowhere. And now it's like one of their best shows. Yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff that can happen. I feel like um, some of the movies that like maybe people don't like or whatever, like I think I've said this before. I ended up liking the ones from like the the nineteen ninety one or whatever oh, or ninety nine. Yeah, the prequel trilogy. Excuse yeah. me. Um, and it kind of reminds me of this. Reminds me of music a little bit. Like sometimes you have to write stuff to get to the next stuff, or like meditation. Even you know um, when you meditate, you're not always like gonna you know get to that point that you want to get to. But sometimes it's just to get to the next next meditation session so some of these movies might have been that you know they're like we got to make something let's try and okay like okay what can we change and make it better or whatever you know it's like i think sometimes that's just the way it is you have to make stuff to get to the the good stuff sometimes so i I think i agree with that you know are you saying uh make your own kind of music sing your own special song even if no one else sings along yeah sure like get, like people talk, musicians talk about that sometimes like really good ones where they're like oh yeah i know that album isn't like my best album but i'm trying to just like get to my next album or my next thing but the same with films you know like it's art you know it in is. the end so it's kind of like you're not always gonna hit a grand slam you know you're just trying to be creative let your juices like keep going and like maybe some of these films that aren't so like satisfying to star wars fans or like the fanatics or just like the everyday people it's like well those films helped create the great ideas that are coming out now maybe that yeah that we're seeing you know and they're helping the juices like going you know so turn off your phones in the star wars writing room get off twitter get off whatever yeah and just make something yeah and let us just let us just just watch it and like it you know or dislike it it's always a gamble you can't play both sides of the chessboard you've got to put yourself out there it's a risk to make any kind of art any kind of entertainment people might not like it and it's not your fault you try you took a swing you know but you have to be willing to try yeah you have to be willing to put yourself out there and give people a chance to watch it review it and give their opinion say this is good or it isn't yes and without that we just get go ahead oh no 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 finish i i I, I want to add to that, but yeah. I'm just saying, without that, we just get, you know, just middle of the road, medium quality, mid kind of entertainment. You got to take risks. 
Yeah. Gotta risk it to get the biscuit. Risk it for the biscuit. Oh, that's a good one, Jesse. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm stealing that's that. awesome. <laughs> and and honestly, I feel like uh, a and same. I feel like it applies to wrestling, anime, or whatnot. Like you're gonna have fans out there that are just appreciative to even have something to watch, or that grew up with it, or that. Yeah. You know that that are they're like you know what yeah I'm still gonna stick in and hang in you know with Star Wars I've had, I've had plenty of people in fact I talked to somebody today that was like I've got done watching Star Wars after the prequels I'm like well that's fine because there's plenty of us that are still watching oh yeah and still talking about it and still super appreciative that you know we we have the opportunity same with same with wrestling you know like we you know we may not always agree like with the direction that WWE or AEW or whatnot is is going in or you know they have really hot moments they have you know tough moments the storylines are good sometimes they're not but that's the thing we at least have wrestling to enjoy yeah um and we have star wars to enjoy it's like and yeah and yeah no no keep going oh no no that was really it that that yeah (laughs) i'm just thinking about as a fan i'm here yeah, yeah i'm thinking about like the lakers and lebron and his whole story i'm like man i've watched him lose a lot of finals but I appreciate that he just tries to keep going. <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. Thanks. Gives <laughs> Thanks. me something to do and turn my brain off. Here's the irony, too, of what, and to add to what you guys are talking about. The whole reason that Star Wars is happening in this Disney universe right now, make no mistake, when all that prequel hate came in, and it was coming in, and I, I, back then I was even more confused then I am like less. I'm less confused now because I see both sides. But back then, mm-hmm. I was super confused. I'm like, I love these movies. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But George Lucas, I remember him saying, "It's just like you got to be careful because you're going to have people coming up to you." Said, "Thanks a lot. You killed my childhood." <laughs> and just like what? Like it's like that deep to the point where you, that had a way in his decision of like, you know what? I think I'm going to retire. So the whole thing was. All that hate back then of just like went to him, drove us to Disney. Now people are fake, focusing their hate on that. And everyone's like, I wish George was back. And you know what was happening? They weren't living in the now. They weren't appreciating like you guys are saying. Living in the moment that, hey, you got something here. Yeah. Some of it, like he said it, there, you know, it's a hundred floors of fright. They can't all be winners, right? So you're going to, sometimes it's going to happen. Like it's not, but appreciate what you have because you're you never know 30 years from now like mario and i will go on a wednesday night randomly and we'll watch miami connection and the crowd will be freaking cheering over what people thought was garbage in 1987 so you don't know when it's going to affect somebody right yeah and some like yeah i just keep thinking i'm sorry i keep thinking about music i guess that's just how my brain works well you are a musician i think about things like that and like some of my favorite records like when i first heard them i like didn't even like them straight up like you know and then um i'm thinking about like a show i was listening to like john Frusciante talk to rick rubin on a podcast and they were saying like for john Frusciante, the uh, red hot chili peppers guitarist i personally like him more as a soloist but anyways he was saying like sometimes he just doesn't always play great shows and i'm sure there's so many fans in all music fans that are like oh they didn't even play good tonight and i'm like yeah but they flew from like london to like new york and had like one day off and then played for you it's like i'm sorry they didn't knock it out of the park but they're like exhausted you know and like that's the same with films it's like there's so many people putting so much effort into this work so many passionate star wars fans working on this doing their best you know a lot of them don't have control on how it's really going to come out yeah they're just like trying for their fans and 
I respect that. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was like, reading something Rick Rubin uh, wrote not too long ago. Mm-hmm. He's part part of what makes art or, or what gives art the ability to like be good is the insecurity that goes into it. Mm-hmm. You're putting your own insecurities into it. You can't guarantee people will like it. Yeah, it's not like you're writing. Uh, you're not creating a, creating a PowerPoint point uh, PowerPoint presentation for your boss. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's no there's no measure. It's gonna it's gonna work or it's not, and you have to take that chance and just show it to people and say, "This is what we did." Yeah. In Hollywood, you like we were talking about this. I don't know if that was off air when we were talking about it. Somewhere somewhere along the way, they stopped taking those smaller bets, and now they're just going. Ironically, they're going for way bigger bets that you'll lose way more money instead of just saying oh you're a good artist what do you need like mm-hmm. 500 half a million and just like and see where you're going to get out of it because you you are going to have those you know small budget things that are going to just blow it out of the park yeah. for sure if they take those chances but that doesn't mean these big ips like star wars are immune to that you can still find a way to mitigate risk and take some chances rather than just going for the Babe Ruth effect of I'm going to swing for a home run every time because you're going to strike out more than, you know, Babe Ruth led the league and yeah. strikeouts and home runs, right? Yeah, that's Michael just Jordan how, missed more baskets than anyone. That's right. I mean, Straight. so mm-hmm. it is It is possible. But, you, Jesse, you made a good point, Amanda. That was a great. I don't know if you watched the closing ceremonies of Star Wars Celebration. That's worth going back and watching alone yeah. because they were – it was great. It was great. And what you're saying exactly of just like, hey, they made this for you and all the people behind the scenes. That, in a way, if you just take everything we talked about, put it aside and watch the closing celebration, mm. that'll just kind of the embers of your fandom. It'll just bring them back. It'll, st- it'll keep them warm. <laughs> I'm going to watch that, definitely. Mm. Uh, it was amazing. It was beautiful. It was incredible. It was moving. And just, yeah, it puts it all into perspective, like you said, Jeff, just... You know, you see all these hardworking people. And I, I feel like even watching the panels, even when it's not, they weren't featuring, you know, like the big celebrities. It was the people that did the day-to-day, whether it was, you know, again, the you know director or the production, you know, manager or camera. I mean, you get those little, like, I think they were talking to um, the costume designer for oh, Andor. Yes. Yep. The nicest guy. Like, he just <laughs> was like, I designed this. And then just hearing people be proud about their work. And even um, from Jesse, from a music perspective, you know, they were talking about the, the scoring. I want to say for Ahsoka is going to be by the same gentleman who did, I think, Clone Wars and Rebels. And he was talking about how excited he was to do that in live action. Wow. Um, cool. And just, yeah. And just, you know, hearing the people that you don't always hear about, the behind the scenes people talking about how excited they are about you know, what they worked on, it puts it into perspective because it's like to us, it's a movie or a TV show, but for somebody it's their life, life's work and their craft and they're yeah. proud of that. And that's, it's yeah. neat to even be able to, to be around people who share their talents. Cause I'm not musically gifted, nor can I actually sew anything of, <laughs> you know, my cosplays are, it's a miracle that come out the way they do, but um, <laughs> I get a lot of help there. So yeah, we should be like supportive of these people, Yeah, you know, like I, I yeah. I'm glad that we're all saying this. <laughs> <laughs> like Mario always said, so you made a movie. Like you do you need to got be, it done. You got it done. Got it Should done. Be, again, yeah. There's a lot of passion that goes into it. So, 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 we'll, so we are going in 2025, right? Yeah, we are going this is to the Japan. show's going. Show good. Yeah, we're going on the road for that. I mean, that Japan. Sounds, I'm there. That'll be a phenomenal trip. When you said that, it just 
it was almost surprised that it never happened anymore because it feels like such a perfect fit. So yeah, yeah. let's we can just book the tickets now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's just do it. Guess up, up the jet. Yeah, I'll hook up the super chats for the put, channel. We'll start put, getting put that cash out. Put that cash out out there, guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys get it. Awesome. Well, so for go home spot, Amanda, we'll start with you. Uh, what are you looking forward to most from Star Wars in the next couple of years? Oh man, um, number one is Ahsoka, a thousand and ten percent for sure. Um, she is my favorite character in Star Wars, and just oh my gosh, just seeing her and especially getting a, a sequel, in essence, to Rebels, is amazing. Because out of all the animated shows, as much as I love Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels is is what gets my heart the most every time. I'm on a rewatch of it right now, um, just because of this, and it, it it just gets me every time. Here in the it just it's fast paced, it's beautifully done, incredibly underrated, just like Bad Bat. And so I just, I'm looking forward to Ahsoka. I'm looking forward to seeing where Mando, Mando and Grogu go, seeing how Thrawn comes into play in a universe where Palpatine is like kind of just lingering. And if they're at some point going to, because I mean, obviously he's not in the sequels. Um, my co-host Al for our, our podcast, he was like, well, where are the Mandos in the sequel? Yeah, good point. And, <laughs> So there's all these all these questions. So I'm looking forward to getting answers to these questions, but then also seeing more content come out that maybe again is like High Republic, Old Republic, you know, eras that I'm I need to go back and look at um, more and just having more questions and more discussions and more like stuff like this where it's just it's fun. It's fun to chat, you know all the cool theories and whatnot and get to meet people and connect and bond with people. So I'm looking forward to more of that um, in the, the next couple of years, but I, I really just, I need more Ahsoka. I need Ron. Um, you know, I, I just, I need all the things and, and all the pops that are, I'm going to go broke with all the pops that are going to come out already. I already know. I already know. I'm already going broke on the anime side. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> We're going to make a fortune on all the shirts you came up with you tonight. You just came up with another shirt, a thousand and 10 percent that's a that's a shirt i'm gonna have a shirt that just says that's a shirt i'm gonna be the that's a shirt guy because i hear it and i say that's a shirt and you just said it. i was like yeah that's that's totally a shirt <laughs> mario what is so after we pitched everything what do you what are you looking most forward to out of all the uh anything star wars related um, I mean, I'm looking forward to the films. I want to see what they, what they... To me, like, again, Star Wars has always been the film series. Yeah. I've never gotten huge into the cartoons. I, I'd like to check, check some of it out. Um, I think the TV series have been hit or miss. But at the end, who was the agent that said... Uh, that said uh, Star Wars is a movie series. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm looking forward to the Ham Salad movie, which I heard is in development. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're doing a two-parter. <laughs> um, it's down the road. It's a ways away, but they're getting um, Lord Miller to work on that one. Man, it, seriously, if Disney just like, you know what? Just buy the rights to Hardware Wars 2 and give it us the Hardware Wars limited series sequel. <laughs> oh, man. Didn't so they funny. have a, a spoof sequel called The Umpire Strikes Back? Or did I dream? Or did I, I dream? Did I dream that? I remember George Lucas in Love. That was a classic. Oh, one. George Lucas in Love. That was another. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's great. It's such great 
secondary content around this, whether it's the fantastic robot chicken episodes or the family guy episodes, or like, like Mike said, the Kylo Ren in, uh, SNL, you know, undercover boss. It even, it's, it's got such magic that it just permeates out and creates even the secondary and third tier con that's still so great because of that. That's so good. So Jess, what are you, what are you looking forward to now that we pitch you on a lot? Yeah. And I saw you taking notes. Yeah. You're like, Oh man, tell me, pitch us the list. I wrote down you- some stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of like with Mario, I do want to see the films. I'm, I'm, I really would like to go like to the IMAX or something and see these films, you know, and be like immersed in it. Um, but I, I like the TV shows for a, a different reason. I like to be at home and I like to kind of turn all my lights out and just be like, get into it myself and make my food and like have everything, you know, ready. You know, I like that. So um, Ahsoka. Yeah. That's the one I'm waiting for. <laughs> I think. What's the, up, B-Rose? You're waiting. Oh, the oh, trailer no. was so cool. <laughs> like the trailer gave me this vibe, yeah, you know, where I was like, ooh, this is... This is what I want to yeah, see. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like across the board, internet happy. That broke the internet of just like oh, how yes, everybody was did. happy about that trailer. I, oh, and the music in I, the trailer. I, yes. It's like that. It's yes. like classical music stuff. I'm like, yes, that sounded cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think I had multiple people check on me when that broke. Everyone was like, are you alive? <laughs> are, you are you okay? I was like. I was like, happy tears, guys. Happy tears. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, because you have to have one that you watch with earbuds and the privacy so you can cry in the closet in peace then you have to have the one that you put on the bows and then you just like the neighbors are like what's going on over there because like it's just a new trailer drop just go with it (laughs) well i think we're going with a clean sweep i'm with you guys i'm ready for star wars to go back into cinemas and i'm going to be there for all three of them first you know whether it's Ray, I'm probably leaning more towards, you know, the Filoni, just because I know, like I said, that's going to be the closest we get to a George Lucas film. So I'm probably going to say I'm looking forward to what Dave could do for Star Wars to win back theaters. So, of course, I'm, like the TV projects, there's, it's hard to pick. You know, the Acolyte, to me, might be the most intriguing because I have no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ahsoka is going to be great because it's Dave. But seeing what Dave can do... After everything he learned from George to win back theaters, yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Yes. You're all clear, kid. Now 